The San Jose Sharks are finally headed home after a long five-game road trip. They end up on the wrong side of a 3-1 score to the Nashville Predators. We'll talk about that and plenty more as this team heads home 4-2 after six games. Come on in. It's time for Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is October 26, 2021. Sharks lose 3-1 to to the Nashville Predators. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame. We do this after every game, home and away, whether it's on the games on NBC or on a streaming service. We're here for you. So, of course, Teal Together and interact with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything you need at tealtownusa.com. Well, good evening, everyone. Alongside Al Martinet, I am Eric Curra. Wishful thinking on that score up top, but you know it is what it is. You know, sometimes you can, you can, uh, you know, you can get these uh, guesses right, but. Uh, you're yeah. close. Well, I, I I would say you know, uh, you know, wishful thinking on on that score, but oh well, it is what it is. Uh, but Al, good to see you, my friend. Uh, what 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 did you uh, as we uh, get into uh, tonight's game? Uh, first things first, the streaming service, ESPN Plus. What did you think? uh they're still working out the kinks like i still think it's kind of like you know like when you look at how nbc had it there was always sunday and wednesday night hockey or in the case sunday afternoon hockey right having a hockey game dedicated to a streaming platform look espn plus is so affordable you get the whole package that for hulu disney plus and ESPN Plus, I think it's about fourteen or fifteen dollars a month, which is pretty good for how much content is there. With that said, you would hope there would be a Tuesday game on the, you know, on a cable network, especially on ESPN one or even two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was on ESPN or ESPN two, uh, but uh, it was interesting. But you know. Like Jerry F is mentioning, I'm ready right now to name the tonight's stars for tonight's After Dark. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just saying. Really, we're we're naming stars of the game five minutes to go in the game. That that's not kosher, and I was really pushing for the Sharks to tie it up because I was going to blast ESPN on there. I mean, come on, so. But uh, let's get at it and let's get into this game. The Sharks, you know, head to Nashville, uh, their last spot on the uh, five-game road trip that saw them go into Canada and sweep up there. They lost and played a good effort, I thought, against, you know, the Boston Bruins, to, you know, losing 4-3. to three. This was a game I wanted to see how they respond after they lose a game. 
They came back. They showed that resiliency, you know, late in the third, but didn't get the win. Curious as to how they would start with this one. Again, another slow start, um, especially against Boston. Slow start. Dug them in. Um, you know, it wasn't as bad, but like James Reimer essentially letting in a pretty easy goal from Matt Duchesne, uh, about the first two minutes of the game. It just didn't set the table for the Sharks. And I think if Reimer makes that save, we are looking at a potential overtime right now. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's the tough part. You know, uh, Benino takes a tripping call, uh, a minute one in, which I thought was an indicator early on. Al, that, uh, you know, the the guys' feet weren't ready early tonight, or they're ready to get on a plane and get home. I mean, this is, like, pretty um, a pretty even game. If you look at most of the stats, um, like, the turnovers are basically the same, minus one, minus two. The big difference is just Nashville blocked every shot they that the Sharks threw at them. Um and I don't think the defense was quite as strong. Um, yeah, it got better, but the first period was definitely weak. Um, this could have definitely been a 2-0 goal or 2 nothing lead for for Nashville. Um, I believe Philip Forsberg had a shot that ran off the post about a minute or two after Matthew Shane. So we're talking about just the Sharks holding on in that first period and maybe a little bit early on in the second period. Yeah, it wasn't a great. So minute one in, Benito takes a tripping call. 19 seconds into the power play, uh, Matt Duchesne scores his second of the year to make it one nothing in. And, you know, you, you kind of covered it already. A goal that that maybe Reimer should have had. So I mean, it's, it's a simple shot from the point. Um, I mean, Matt Duchesne, like he still has a lot of talent, but... There's also all that talk about a huge cap hit. I believe it's like $8 million for the next eight years. But again, there was no one in front of the net. And it was just, even if it was a bad defensive breakdown, you can still, Reimer should have still at least made that save. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't the best one. But he the, the thing is this, though. Uh, I liked how he recovered the rest of the way. Uh, you know, he thought he had a really good evening, you know, what, 20, stopped, what, 23, uh, 22 of 23 shots. Wait, that can't be right, NHL.com, because he scored two, go- they scored two goals. No, 20, uh, 23 saves on 25 shots. There we go. Yeah, it's 26 shots. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and then they added the empty netter in there. Uh, 920 save percentage, not too bad. Uh, but overall, uh, again, I didn't think it was a bad night. He had that, he stoned Johansson on that breakaway to keep him in the game, and that's yep. that's where you need those big stops in the long run. I, I just when the Sharks were playing five v five, especially against Nashville, like it just seemed like they couldn't get going and. I'm sure we're going to get into the power play and how it was just, they had a lot of chances, but they just couldn't bury it. But on 5v5, they just couldn't get anything really going. Yeah. Uh, The power play has, you know, kind of come to the fruition of of struggling just a little bit. I mean, it was such on a, on a ridiculous tier. There's no way they could have, uh, you know, (laughs) they, they could, uh, keep that pace going as much as we would love to, uh, but uh, 
you know, you uh, see Saros uh, with a strong performance in, in in his end. You know, twenty eight saves on twenty nine shots. The the only one, you know, really was Myers one, and and that was that was pretty impressive in the third period to get the Sharks back into this one. Yeah, I mean, um, Saros is their number one goaltender in Nashville. Um, you know, dating. If you just look at most of the schedule right now, like opening night, you play Winnipeg, and you know, obviously that's their number one goaltender that they're putting out there. But for the most of the Canadian road trip, it's been their ba- it's been the second string or even the third string goalie. So it's been interesting to see how the Sharks just face up against um, starting goaltenders in the HL. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and they hung in there, and they definitely got got some momentum on there with chances. I thought Dolan had a great chance bef- uh, with his uh, with uh, late in late in the game, just couldn't bury it. But they they seized momentum, which is which I like, but again, not enough for it. So Meyer gets the teaser goal there. The game winning goal came in the second period. You know, about twelve and a half minutes in, Philip Forsberg with the shot. It went five hole on Mario Ferraro, then past Reimer's glove from yeah. one angle uh, for the game winner. That's tough to take. You, you got to clear clear the area, but um, you know that the talk about that close. You know, I mean, it could have hit his leg, and you could have really injured him right there. But um, yeah, I thought Reimer played. Pretty good after the first period. It's he really did keep us in the game for a while. I thought Nashville really did carry the play. Um, I know the Sharks did pretty well in the faceoff circle, um, roughly 54, 55 percent. But like afterwards, it was pretty much Nashville holding on to the puck and getting the best chance they possibly could. And, and especially in the third period, I really thought they. Uh were really dictating the play, especially early on when the Sharks were really trying to get that momentum switch with some offensive chances. Um, defensively, though, Al, I think it was um, kind of tough to see because uh, they had a lot. They gave up a lot of odd man rushes there. Yeah, and something we weren't seeing. We saw we saw a partial starfish. We saw a full starfish tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, granted, granted, Reimer stopped stopped him to keep in the game, but my goodness, that's that's a tough one. You know, I, again, this is mostly to Reimer, but like you didn't. It's not optimal to give up odd man rushes. Um, some of those were off after a power play opportunity that the Sharks didn't just cash in. Uh, they went 0 for 3 tonight. Um, again, the power play was good. They were cycling the puck, creating chances in net. Uh, even like the Timo goal was mostly just getting bodies in front of the goalies. Right. Um, but there were multiple times where I think I counted three posts a night from Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> They can thank their good buddy, the Post, there for uh, keeping it, keeping them in it as well. Uh, Bugner coming out with some comments now. Uh, second game in a row, we scored on we get scored on early. We didn't have a good gap, and uh, and we're chasing again. There wasn't a lot of room out there. I liked our power play, but we couldn't get that goal we needed. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I thought Eklund did okay. It's a lot to ask. It's a heavy week and a tougher part of the schedule with the second half of the trip. There just wasn't a lot of room tonight. Uh, William Eklund uh, really didn't do too much on the scoring sheet. He had a block shot, uh, and he had a giveaway uh, on there in 14 minutes of ice time. Yeah, he played 14 minutes. Um, I don't think he played against Boston. Correct. Um, and he didn't play the last three minutes of the second period. So I don't know if there was a decision to just rest him. And also, like, Hurdle at one point was playing with um, on the fourth line. So you were just – he was just trying to create some offense on all four lines. Yeah, just trying to get the the classic PDB line blunder from from the Jamba Juice. You know, it just seems like they were swirling up things, hoping something sticks. I mean, it worked well the, against Boston, almost got them tied up, uh, but also same as well tonight. Uh, getting some more comments from the locker room. I thought Hurdle had a great game, a lot of possession down low, good looks. We yeah. went with some different combos after we lost Cogs for a bit. Uh, Cogliano went out with an injury uh, early on the first. He did return, but uh, only saw 11 minutes of action overall tonight. It looked like a knee to the head. Um, it was kind of a clumsy play, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to really worry about. Um, the Sharks' next game is Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah. So if you're curious about if, whether he's going to start or... I would just pay attention to that. Maybe they're just going to sit him for a game just to see if there's any concussion systems, but that's just kind of overblowing at this point. Yeah. And, and you know, five games in eight nights, uh, you know, it, it's going to take a lot out of a lot of these guys, and especially the youngsters who may not be completely up to par with, with the game going on. So, um I'm reading chat and Uncle Damphy says the team looked like last year's Sharks. And that's just not true. Come on. Like last year's Sharks would have lost five nothing and not put up any fight in the third period. Let's just hold the brakes for a second. Uh, yeah, you got to give them credit for having the the three uh, to have that coming that come back going on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had the three posts. I mean, yeah, you would have seen. Five nothing there, and you definitely would not seen a. Uh, I don't want to really say a comeback for you know, for it, but uh, you know. I, Look, you don't want to get into the habit of needing to make a comeback in the third period. True, uh, and this is uh, the fourth time out of six this season that the Sharks give up the first goal of the game. Now, granted, they're four and two, so you know. <laughs> Hey, all right, the, we're good there. But at the same time, you know, you want to get off to a good start. And, and and again, giving up a goal, you know, less than a minute and a half into the game, back-to-back games, not exactly the best way to get things going. Yeah, we're 4-2, and two, and all of our wins are against Canadian teams. And uh, the good news is that Montreal is uh, the next <laughs> game. So, take it, Yes! <laughs> If only we could have played in the North Division last year, we could have been in a final again. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, you know. 
So uh, it, it, it's it's looking at some of the other comments coming in from Couture. The goalies have been excellent and made some massive saves to keep us in it. When we get home, we need to p- play with the lead and make it easier on them. And that's a great point, kind of what we were just talking about there, Al, is just um, the goalies have been doing some strong work. Again, 920 save percentage. Uh, Reimer lets in only two goals on, on the night. So unlike the past where... These guys are struggling, you know, to uh, keep pucks in the net. I mean, it's it's been a tough one. And exactly, the game-winning goal too, Al. I mean, like we said, that's a tough one to to find in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I just want to see more shots. I believe ESPN had a graphic of the Sharks having being like ranked 28th about how many shots per game that they're putting up on the net. That's just not really sustainable. And their success rate is like 14%. Um, anyone who's watched hockey for any duration knows that's pretty high. And that's probably going to dip as the season goes on. Um, you know, puck possession is definitely going to be a thing the Sharks are not going to be very good at this year just because of the height difference. But, you know, it's definitely an improvement from last year. I don't want to keep on using that as a scapegoat, but, <laughs> um, you know, again, like we would have seen a five, nothing lead by the end of the second period. And just this team would have been gutted very, very early on. Yeah. I mean, and to have that, that early goal and it's just like, Oh gosh, here we go again. You know, and even Reimer said it earlier, our start wasn't, we want what let's try that again. Shall we? Our start wasn't what we wanted, but I thought we turned the tide. We had a good last 40 minutes. Just couldn't get the puck in or find a bounce. Yeah, I mean, there's really, honestly, nothing much to go on for this game um, other than just keep an eye on Eklund. Is he going to start on Thursday? Um, His ice time is getting 14 minutes. I do wonder if just the speed of the game or is starting to catch up just a little bit, but like... You know, not to be super negative, but one of the bright spots on this trip is like Delene, um, or I'm really bad pronouncing names. Is it right? what? Oh, Jonathan Dolan. Dolan, sorry. Yeah, not to get confused with Rasmus Dolan. That that's yeah. that's a little easier to goof up on. Yeah, I'm sure. Kevin Lacey's just like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been one of the bright spots. I mean, like he had five shots on net and an assist. Um, I don't think there's any chance um, he gets sent down, especially considering he's a one-way contract. But again, one of the better surprises of this year, even Loka Couture, like he's this is definitely looks like a step, uh, a better season for him this year. He was pretty good on the faceoff center. Um, so you have your captain leading um, and leading better than he did his first year. Um, that first year, he would call out his teammates a lot through the media, which I think people kind of got to him as they don't do that. Um, and yeah, um, four wins out of the first six games. That's something we didn't really expect. Um, and that's just, this is going to be a long season. There's going to be even in flows. Um, and I just hope that down the line, we get more consistent offense in Reimer or Hill doesn't have to be bailed out um, by the lack of goal, lack of shots at the net. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, we a lot of things to to uh, to work on. You know, it, it. But Reimer comes back with, "It's good to hit the road early, build chemistry that's priceless and will carry you through the year." I feel good about this trip, but we can always get better. We'll always come hungry Thursday, and and it's always good to have. You know, I mean, I've always liked them hitting the road early and get going with things, especially with this young squad. I mean, what we have, s- s- what the frick? <laughs> My phone just decided I... to explode on me all of a sudden. But it's nice to see how uh, this team can come together with all these rookies on here, all the 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 reduced inexperience, you know. You know, I love Reimer, but come on. Um, the Sharks started how many games on the road last year? Almost 20 in Arizona. Um, yeah, I think the locker room chemistry is definitely better because the people who are obviously not there in the room right now, and I think we'll just leave it at that. But um, <laughs> I just think that as long as you're seeing consistent effort for all three periods, which hasn't really happened since Winnipeg. No, I mean, I'll, I'll say since Ottawa. Um, just a better start going forward. Um, I have pretty good expectations for the Sharks this year. At least improved expectations for the Sharks this year. And while and while they've been you know down early four of six games, they've shown resiliency, and they showed the give a damn. You know where where we saw that last game when you and I were on with Mark, you know, just not give a damn and lose six, nothing. Uh, you know, you, you saw the, a team that was going to fight a little bit more, you know, and, and Alex Beltran saying, kind of going with it. Last season's team would have been one in five right now. Even last season team would have beaten Montreal, <laughs> but, mm, but you yeah, know. <laughs> I'll give you that. And, and, and Adam Zemsik is, is saying the same thing. They're four and two with some decent efforts in the two losses. This is exceeding expectations. So, you know, uh, overall, I think this is fairly, uh, you know, solid six games, a nice f- six out of 10 points on the road trip. You can't, you can't beat that. Uh, and again, you played well those those two losses. You, you found your game later on. Gotta get, gotta find that early start. And I think that's gonna be a big thing that that Coach Bugner is gonna go on uh, down the road. Um, definitely. Um, to just talk about the defenseman for a brief second, Brent Burns still like twenty seven minutes. Um. I don't know if that's sustainable for a full NHL season. And if he does that, he should get some votes for the Norris. It's way early to talk <laughs> about any of that stuff. But, you know, if he's returning to that level, the Sharks do have uh, a pretty good shot again. But uh, Eric Carlson, 23 minutes. Um, even like Ferraro, 23 minutes. So, the, you know, I, yeah. The the interesting ones, though, as you mentioned that, you know, Middleton, you know, had almost 20 minutes against Toronto tonight, 17-33, still respectable. But then you look at Mark Edward Vlasic and Redeem Shimmick, you know, under 13 minutes tonight. Um, you know, we talked about the balance of of playing time with the line, with the uh, forward lines, uh, you know, you're going to need to even that out eventually. 
Uh, I don't know if something's going on with those two or just they're in Bugner's doghouse or just not being as dependent as they once were. I mean, is Vlasic not on the third D pair this year? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, last year he wasn't great either, but I still think he was slotted in the first two uh, lineups. Um, But Middleton getting... 17 minutes like i don't think anyone had that going into this season uh and middleton has been another surprise um so i don't know what's going on with that um again velocity contract is definitely something we can talk about but it's like you can't trade him. it it just there's no way you can it's a full no move yeah yeah uh when asked about if fatigue was a problem for this game, Couture, no, we're six games into the season. If fatigue's an issue, we got bigger problems. Yep. Yeah. The, I, I, agree I, I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, it is the first time you've gone cross continent in, in over 18 months. Crossing that Canadian border, and crossing that Canadian border, then jumping over to, you know, j- dealing with customs in in America, you know, to get to Boston for a morning game and, and then jump over to Nashville, uh, not to make excuses, but I mean, you know, yeah. so, so with that, that is it for it. So the sharks lose three to one to the Nashville predators, uh, uh, so they get set to take on Montreal on Thursday. I, I'll, I'll ask you this. I mean, Reimer didn't have a bad game. Do you go back to him uh, Thursday at home against Montreal, or do you go back to Aiden Hill, who, you know, shut them down? Uh, well, Hill got pulled by in like the first or second period against Boston, and this would be a pretty good opportunity to get him back rolling again against Montreal, who is having... A whole slew of issues. Yeah. Um, you know, Montreal, Toronto, those teams are <laughs> not great places to play at the moment. <laughs> um, but even like Montreal, we've talked about this, I think, second or first game. Like they're missing Shane Weber. They're missing Carey Price. Like they're missing a lot of cornerstones that got them to the Stanley Cup final last year. Um, yeah, they played way out of their bounds to get there, but you're still missing your maybe your best two players on a Stanley Cup final team. Um, and yeah, I would definitely put Hill in the net. Um, that he is slotted as the starting goalie, the person you rely on the most. But um, I wouldn't overwork him like Arizona did um, last year. No, and, and I think it's shown that Reimer, you know, despite the loss tonight, has played fairly solid for this team. I mean, two goals in two games, uh, 980 save percentage first go around, 920 tonight. Um, we would have taken that ad nauseum uh, over and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, last season. And, and honestly, if, that, if that's what we were going to get... Um, you know, maybe they're able to sneak into the playoffs last year, but mm. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, all right. Well, uh, 
you know, lots of things going on. We have a plenty of games going on in the league tonight. Seattle is up 4-1 on Montreal, the Sharks' next opponent. Uh, so Seattle looks like they, barring any collapses, looks like they may be headed to their uh, to their first home win. Um, I'm sure they're showing the three stars of the game there right now. Uh, Winnipeg and Anaheim. Wow, it looks like I thought Winnipeg would already went to Anaheim again. Uh, they're even 1-1 uh, with the Ducks there. Minnesota and Vancouver. Vancouver playing their home opener tonight. The last team uh, not named the New York Islanders to have their home opener. Uh, and they're down. Did someone say Vancouver? Yes, they did. Uh, Van- <laughs> Vancouver down 2-1. To Minnesota, uh, in the th- all right, like, you you started it, not me. You started it. I, I was tr- you trying one, to get so you get one you started after dark. Okay, thank you. Uh, Calgary over New Jersey five three. Tampa uh, gets a victory five one over Pittsburgh. Vegas gets their second win of the year. Damn it! Come on, Colorado. What the hell is wrong with you? Three to one. Um, and let's let's. T- Hate to talk about it, but it is a big news of the day, and uh, uh, the investigation comes out that the Blackhawks knew about the uh, the the sexual assault charges, and we see that the Hawks get fined two million dollars, and a couple of their front office staff, including Stan Bowman, their general manager. Uh, is stepping aside. Um, yeah. Um, if you're interested in it at all, I would definitely watch the press conference. Um, it is really eye-opening about how much they try to to hide it. Um, the main person that broke the story was Rick Westhead. Yeah. Um, he did an awesome podcast with um, the Steve Danglebach team. Um, so I would definitely just check that out. Um, there's a lot more litigation, I think, with what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks and that whole situation. Um, apparently they are going to pay out or they are going to pay with how much is going on with that. But, um, I would just definitely just look at Rick Westhead, watch the story, um, and don't let NHL bury it because this is one of those... And also, yeah, Katie Strain yeah. also did help on that. Yeah, uh, absolutely right, Dana Meyerson. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Katie String was also a big contributor from the Athletic on, on this story. But the Angel did kind of bury this, um, and don't let them ever forget them to do that. Um, I'm sure there's other stories about this, but as we've seen time and time again, Angel is a family business. Um, and there are a lot of individuals who got passed down the chain because they knew someone in the, at the top. And this is just one of those cases. So we'll see what happens with Chicago. Uh, they are now without a general manager at this time. And, and it wasn't exactly the best start in the world. Uh, Jeremy Colton handing off, you know, the whiteboard for the players to come up with a play. Uh, who knows <laughs> what, what next in Chicago on that one. Uh, you know, I, I see AJ mentioning anyone do a welfare check on Dangle lately. Toronto, my goodness. I don't want to say As the he's... Sharks and Penguins broke the lease, but it doesn't help that you lose two uh, 
to your former netminder the first game you see him. As he's said multiple times, people only watch his videos when he's in pain <laughs> and his team <laughs> is just losing his mind. We didn't expect that in October. We thought we might see it close to April, but um, yeah, I feel for him. Yeah. And Dana, Dana taking full credit. Yep. We broke them. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will take that for sure, Dana. Thank you very much. And we appreciate you joining us in the chat. And everybody that's in the chat, we appreciate each and every one of you. We are on the road to 2,500 subscribers, and we appreciate each and every one of you. So do yourself a favor. Uh, do us a favor, I should say. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, like it. Uh, hit that notification bell. That will notify you when we go on live. Uh, you know, so... But uh, with that, I think we're, we're going to get out of here. It, it was a rough game. And it wasn't exactly full-fledged like, like say, with the Winnipeg game where Montreal was. Uh, but the Sharks do lose 3-1 to the Nashville Predators. Their next game, will it be in stealth mode? Reigns to be seen. Hopefully we, we get that answer fairly soon. Come on, Sharks. Really set jersey schedule already, all right? But it's not like we actually started play games, right? <laughs> In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So uh, that'll do it for us. Again, we will. Hit us up on a Thursday night, you know, with Timo Meyer leading the way with a six point game point streak. Uh, you know, and EK65 has hit the wall. Oh, yeah. Okay, AJ, sure. <laughs> nice. Try. A little dramatic there. A little dramatic. Ah, uh, but wait, wait, wait to, wait to put a bright spot on, on a, on a tough night. And trust me, uh, not one of my best my best out uh, efforts tonight. See, I came in. Oh, you did fine. Yeah, I, 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 I could I, I could have been better. I, I got to put in a 110% effort 100% of the time and wasn't there all the way tonight, so I apologize. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you, Mr. Martinet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, you can find me. I'm always talking hockey at Al Martinet. Um. Yeah, it wasn't a rough game. It was just a slow start the Sharks couldn't recover from. I do like the, the, the what's going on with the Sharks this year. Um, you know, 4-2, and two, pretty decent start. Four Canadian teams, and we're playing a Canadian team on Thursday. <laughs> so, um, Montreal, don't um, break our hearts here. So, Coyotes, if you want to move the, the Quebec, that's, that's fine, according to the Sharks this year. Just saying, you need a new home, right? I don't know. Uh, so we will be back with you Thursday night following Sharks and Canadians. I'll spare you the French, my French language talking on there uh, on Thursday night. That's a 7.30 p.m. game. Uh, let's let's just say, let's just say, aren't we grateful we get Randy back on Thursday? No disrespect, yes. no disrespect to ESPN and their camera operators, but um, yeah, 
<laughs> I, I appreciate what you have here in the Bay Area, folks, when it comes to the, the broadcast team. So with that, I'm Eric Cura, along with Al Martinet. We will see you on Thursday night. And until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you now on the Discord. Jump on over there. And until then, see you Thursday.